0: Welcome to the Basement Boys podcast, episode two. Boys, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little horned up for this podcast. We got a great episode coming. Um, I'm horned quick up. Question, quick question. Are you guys shower pissers?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so say you wake up right away, got to take a piss, and you have to go to work, but you have to shower first. Do you piss in the toilet, or do you just go right in the shower? Straight to the Both shower. Both of you straight to the shower? Yeah, yeah. yeah same. Just like all the – you don't have to use your hands. That's what – anyways. Anyway. <laughs> what was that? Where were you we going there?
1: I was going to say, I don't even turn the shower on half the time. All right. Use it like a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. So anyways, Episode 2. Um, We got a lot on tap for tonight. Um, First of all, what are you guys drinking over there? Got a Miller Lite.
1: Shout out, Uncle Chuck. He put me onto this one, little Fantasy Factory IPA. There we
0: go. Uncle Chuck loves his IPAs and loves being the fucking psychotic bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Episode two. um, First of all, we want to thank you, our fellow bottom dwellers, for viewing and listening to the first episode. Um, Boys, I think we had a pretty good episode, pretty good showing. A lot of listeners, a lot of people chiming in saying it was good. Uh, One of my favorite underrated moments of the the episode that kind of went unlooked was uh, I just had this long story about how I see a guy get hit by a car, and then we turn to chunk, and he goes, yeah, someone pulled a knife on me, and then no reaction. <laughs> we just go right on. Anyways, so um, much for story time. Yeah, so, anyways, boys, how'd you feel after that first episode?
2: I feel good. We'll, we'll get better.
0: Cobwebs are out. Cobwebs yep. are out.
1: Yeah. Take the rust off a little bit, and we're back for more.
0: Yeah, Yeah. there we go. There we go. So, um, Anyways, thank you so much for listening to the first episode. Get others turned on to it, um, send them, DM us for ideas if you have any. If you want to be a guest even, let us know. Um, We're flexible as we got all the time in the world. So to kind of start off our first segment here of the day, it's called Magic Johnson's Tweets, where we just basically go into Magic um Johnson's Twitter and just read his tweets. Pretty hilarious. He's like an ESPN script. So um, I'll start off with this first one. It says, Cookie and I are extremely saddened to hear about the passing of our good friend. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't start with that one. Oh. <laughs> All right, anyways, that's a bad one to start with. But uh, next one, let's find one. It always, they always state his wife's name, which is Cookie, I guess. But um, let's see here. Oh, this one. Here we go. This is a good one. The 2020 Hall of Fame class is the greatest class ever to be inducted, led by Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Tamika Cutchins, Eddie Sutton, Rudy Tote, Janovich, Kim Malky, Barbara Stevens, and Patrick Bauman. So Magic did not want to just label out a few of them. He ended up going with the whole slate of names. What do you what, what do you think about that, Chase?
1: Uh, like you said, it's like the ESPN ticker. Like you're just watching TV, and like that's what's scrolling along the bottom.
0: Yeah, I but feel like, like I could just like... – I feel like we don't have to even follow any news or anything on Twitter. We could just all follow Magic Johnson, Shanka, what, what do you What do you say there about that?
2: I, just, I think he didn't want to leave anybody out. I, that's That's what I'm thinking. He's a fair man.
0: I like that. I like that. Um, he's got a lot about his wife. I have. A, I had a great time reflecting on what it meant for me to bring the first NCAA championship back to my hometown, Lansing, Michigan. Not sure what sparked that, but. Is um, that
3: recent? Yeah,
1: obviously. Yeah, that was
0: recent. Sure. He just woke up one morning
1: and was like, oh, man, remember when I wanna <laughs> brought that trophy back to Lansing? And he just felt like sharing that with all of us.
0: It must be. And then greatest woman college basketball player I've ever seen in my lifetime is Cheryl Miller. We're just getting to his opinions now, so. Um. Kyle Kuzma played the best defense I've seen during his time as a Laker, taking charges and not letting his man get by him. Superb defense by Kuz. I guess we're getting into sports now, which makes me sad. So, um, We'll move on. That was <laughs> tweets by Magic. <laughs> you a very insightful man. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you're listening to this, uh, it's Tuesday, April 6th, which means that the Badgers just won the national championship last night. Right, boys?
3: <laughs> yeah, sure they,
0: that's depressing so anyways um, next thing I want to kind of touch on is we got a big baller move by a big baller um, if you guys listen later in the podcast we'll have Dalton's mullet on he's our big baller enthusiast but uh, LaMelo Ball ended up buying the Ilawahara Hawks is that how you say it Chase? I've never heard of this team before this <laughs> The O'Hara Hawks, but um, it's a team in New Zealand that he played for. Apparently, they're going bad with payroll and everything during COVID. I'm not sure. I think their season ending ended, so I don't know how they went bad through that. But could you imagine if, like, we we just bought a team or something? We don't have nearly the funds to do that, but we could like sponsor a kid in Africa. Should we? Do, should we do that? <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> <long as> <laughs> name him Ilawahara. <laughs> you don't name the kid. Chong's just got an 11 year old named Jacob in Ethiopia and he's just <laughs> sitting at daddy lights. <laughs> All right. oh.
1: What an absolute glow up, though. This guy was just bombing half court shots. Like, didn't have a care in the world two years ago and now he's buying a team in ah. Australia, Australia <laughs>
0: that he played for. Could be a lottery pick, too, if that draft ever happens. Um, There's a lot of I feel like a lot of us won't be very familiar with that draft because a lot of us don't really know the college players until the tournament happens and we were kind of robbed of that this year. But Eric, who do you like in that draft? Oh boy. You know, that's a great
2: question. (laughs) It's such a weak draft compared to the last year and years prior. I I don't like anybody in that draft. You know, I'd go the mellow ball number one just for the publicity.
1: You got to watch out for him though he might buy your
2: own.
3: <laughs> yeah, he just
0: buy he just buys the Orlando magic <laughs> they're they're not a lottery team i just said that i know i'm going to get roasted for that but all right um any more you guys want to touch on about lamella ball no not a fan of the ball family not you're not they're you got to admit that um,
2: they're fun to follow. They're fun to keep track of, but you know, they're a little overhype.
0: LeVar's a great marketer, man. Yeah. I'll give you that. So next we're going to talk to our Bucks insider and, um, Bear's friend and producer. A lot, a lot of things after his name, Thor. <laughs> um, I forgot. I was totally going to, I was totally supposed to text him or calling. So hopefully he knows that it's me when I call him. But, um, i to get on speaker real quick and give him a ring. Hello. Thor, it's Space & Voice Podcast. How you doing, man? Hello.
3: How we doing? How
0: we doing? Doing well. Doing well. I totally forgot to give you a text there. We we're starting the podcast, so that's my bad on that. But all
3: good. It's all
0: good. Hopefully, you weren't doing anything too important, were you? No.
3: I am uh, pretty. Well, I'm not going
0: to lie. What happened last night? Give us a rundown. <laughs> Uh,
3: well, I played a crap
0: on the Cod, and I drank two bottles of champagne. Champagne? <laughs> by yourself?
3: <laughs> by yourself. I had, I had, I had leftover
0: champagne a couple of years. I like it's good." All right. Past one, the
3: boys thought I
0: couldn't do two, so I did two. I'm paying the price. There we go. There we go. That's a good night. That sounds like a good night. But anyways, so we're giving you a call. You're the second uh, guest on the Basement Boys podcast, also our producer. So we thank you for your hard work on that um how yeah it's got to feel good right but um since i currently basically got laid off of my internship because of the pandemic but until paul i don't really have a job chunks in the middle of things working out a job um chase is currently basically unemployed too still has an internship. still waiting for his job to start back up so as the only member on the base employees podcast to have a salary what's it like working during the pandemic with a full-blown salary is it a is it harder or easier, or what exactly is going on there?
3: Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you guys for, for staying true to the brand, Basement Boys brand,
0: yep. unemployed, staying in the basement,
3: got to respect it. Yeah, there we go. Uh, right. As far as being salaried, really not much has changed for me, honestly, other than the fact that I don't really have to wear any pants, I can just yep. wear shorts or my robe all day at work, aka my couch, that's pretty nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what, um, we're, all, we're all not wearing pants right now, right, boys? <laughs> yeah yep shoulders up shoulders up but shoulders up. but yeah you yeah. you had to bring your office to home basically how was that uh process that
3: sucked that was a half and a half i was like it looked, probably looked like i was like stealing so, I, so i'm walking out i
0: got two like i got a two monitors and like my computer all my computer crap yeah People are just like staring
3: at me like these dudes it's like stealing
0: from this company <laughs> did you did you drive there or did you walk i drove i drove I'm not going to walk a mile with two monitors. I think office chair down wisconsin Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> that's my bad. I'm not familiar with it yet. I will be soon. But um. anyways, uh, saw some news over the weekend that the NBA se- season is potentially ending because ch- that's what China did. NBA might follow suit here pretty shortly. We haven't had the official announcement yet. Which sucks for our beloved uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, how do you think that affects the Bucks going forward with contracts and stuff like that?
3: Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm going to be pretty depressed about what going to lie. Bucks. that, know, Kareem and Oscar and freaking COVID nineteen flushed it down the toilet.
0: Yeah. I'm still praying. Still praying that it comes out good. Oh, there's also hope. There's hope, but just another but, wasted uh, year, basically.
3: Well, in my opinion, I think it going not do anything. Honestly, that's basically the only thing Bucks have to worry about. But will just push it the next summer, I guess. Really? That's my. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, so it's going to be weird because all like the salary caps are all based off the income of the previous year. Yep. And like this year's all thrown into whack. So I, I don't know. I think this summer can going to suck at all all teams, pretty much. I mean, even before like. There
0: was absolutely like nobody up. It was like Anthony Davis, and then it was like a bunch of crappy players, old players. So it was going to be boring. And then now this happened, so there's nobody to like right here. Yeah. That's for sure. So Anthony Davis,
3: what do you think he does there? A lot of talks about going back home. Does he stay with LeBron? He ain't going to the Bulls. He's got. He'll sign like a one plus
0: one. I, I bet the Lakers. Yeah. All right. All right. That's my guess. But um, back to the Bucks. Uh, any other contracts that are. Kind of ending abruptly here?
3: Um, well, they made a lot of deals last summer. So, they've got, the like, Pat Connick, Sterling Brown. I don't know what the – it looks like
0: they're going to try to let Sterling walk, I guess. Yeah. Because he got actually no minutes this year. Which is – which I thought was a shame. I thought he played really well on the defensive side. Yeah, and he's okay. a,
3: like a 6'6", wing to play two two through four. Yeah, he's Guard a ball game. of energy out there. Yeah, I don't
0: know. But uh that's basically it. I mean Pat content,
3: energy guy, but you already got DJ and you probably bring
0: West back at the minimum, so that might be gone as well. Yeah, I hear he, that. He, he plays a good role, but he's he's expendable, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean we got so many guys too. But um switching gears here, um, to the NFL. We're all Packers fans. You're the notable Bears fan of the group. Um how do you think about what do you think about the Bears moves this uh short off season so far? I got one question for you
3: guys. What is the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Nick
0: Foles? Uh, MVPs.
3: Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Both got rings, and that's all that matters.
0: (laughs) All right, all right. I will give you that. Both do have rings, but, I mean, Nick Foles on the downhill, obviously. You can say Rodgers is. I'm I'm fine with that, but Rodgers is still. been on the
3: downhill. What has Rodgers done for me lately? Nothing.
0: Proust to the NFC Championship. Out in that Bears best season ever last <laughs> year. Huh? Hand him. absolutely handed to him. You got
3: okay. Jimmy Man Graham now? I think
0: through Chicago now. Jimmy <laughs> Graham finally has a
3: good quarterback to
0: play with. Then has years. And he's been an actual decent quarterback. <laughs> finally, <laughs> what? Drew Brees, Wilson, and Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you guys got Jimmy Graham. You also got um, Eric, what's the kid from Dallas that – Robert Quinn, baby. Robert Quinn, yeah.
3: That was, that was a big change to change, but he's a stud. He's a proven stud. He bring it every day, which Leonard Floyd did not do. And him and Cole Mack off the edge. I mean, are you kidding me? Okay. Rogers back is going to be broken by the second half. Of their first <laughs> game in Chicago. All right.
0: That's what they said last year, too. But anyways, um, Bears don't have a first-round draft pick this year. What's their, what's their needs? What, what do they need there? Well,
3: uh they
0: probably I think they need the second quarter. Let
3: him look a my walk, so I don't know yeah. what they're
0: gonna do there. what receiver core? And then, yeah, okay. Well they got to Elder yeah, but now we have a quarterback
3: that can, you know, hit the receivers. So that's fine. Trubisky's need, still the guy though, isn't he? No. Mitch is
0: dumb.
3: All right. Barry Mitch. <laughs> Tom Barry, he's dumb. You gotta burn, you
0: gotta burn that uh, Sunday air for kissing Tur- Titties shirt then.
3: That's still a cool shirt. I'm going to keep
0: it shirt. All right. but yeah. Missed on the Cam yeah. Newton sweepstakes kind of early side I, Nick Foles. I, it's tough. I think it's
3: just tough to do in
0: with Cam because he's going to all help you. Like, we can't bring him in right now for a look at his medical. So, yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm more than okay with Nick Foles. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. But, um, Thor? Thanks a lot for being on the podcast. Do you have anything else you oh, want to mention to us? Yeah, no. no. I'm excited
3: for the, the journey here. It's
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we love you, Thor.
3: Beautiful, beautiful journey. Have a love great you. rest of your
0: love night. You. Um, I will let you know when this episode's finished, I guess. So. Perfect. All right. We'll ready s- to All right. We'll see you, buddy. All right. All right, that was our producer, slash friend, slash Bears fan, slash Bucks enthusiast, Nick Thorson. Um, God damn it. I, I missed my joke on that one, boys. I was going to say all this, all this. Fight, all this Kesaritos all,
3: Kesaritos
0: what's that?
1: He's going to have sweet, sweet dreams about quesaritos
0: tonight, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say all this free time I have is like a college kid discovering doggy for the first time, but that did not come out on time. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, R-rated podcast. I'm sorry. I know people are listening. All right. So <laughs> we we move on now to Packers free agency, um, Wisconsin podcast. We promised and so we'll deliver uh, our takes on how the Packers did through the free agency. We covered the NFL last year without or last week without, discussing the packers packers didn't make a lot of new moves but i think they made enough moves i think we can both agree on that right chunk i agree i completely agree gave me a head nod i was like we're a radio show here you gotta gotta say uh,
2: you know me with my hand and my voice cracks
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey. but all right we to a little
1: powder going on those
0: <laughs> to begin um Christian Kirksey signs a two-year, $16 million deal for the Packers, which seemed, I think, was the first deal basically done. Um, I was sitting at work, saw it happen, and I was pretty happy. Um, I knew they were going to talk about him, talk to Littleton, guys like that. Littleton's probably more athletic, the better player, the more proven player, I would say, maybe not better. Christian Kirksey battled injuries last year um, and kind of the year before. Never really plays a full season. So the trend you'll see with what Goodwin did this off season is that he went for more players that haven't proven themselves for low reward or for low risk high reward players whereas last year he went after the guys that were playing full years already proven players which you ha- you kind of have to on a budget do this with and you'll see that trend through Kirksey, Wagner and Franchus. They're three major signings. Um but anyways, I thought Kirksey was a great signing, great east-west um runner. Great uh, guy to fill the gap, um, thumper. Anyways, chunk. I'll turn it over to you. What do you What do you think about this Christian Kirksey signing? That'll be in the middle of that three-four uh, defense.
2: I uh, I really like it. He's like you said. He you know he moves well. He'll meet you at the hole, unlike Blake Martinez, who will meet you. You know, five six yards past the line of scrimmage. But uh, yeah, nine games over the last two seasons is kind of scary. He's been injury prone. But uh, when healthy, he did have two interceptions in 2018. Something Blake Martinez uh, failed to do was go out in coverage. So that'll be exciting. But uh, in 16 and 17, he did play a full season both years and uh, recorded over 130 tackles both seasons. So that's encouraging.
0: Yep, yep. So, yeah, Christian Kirksey, um, he's, he's got the Iowa connection. I don't know. Packers get a lot of Iowa guys for some reason, a lot of Big Ten guys. But. Uh, I like the signing. Um, I don't think, from what I read, you're going to hear throughout this show that we're not a huge fan of Packer fans. I'm sorry, it's just a lot of Packer fans are pretty much entitled. Um, they call it entitled town for a reason, and I think a lot of Packers fans kind of overreact to things. They want the big, they want to go for the home run every time. So I'm saying just because they're spoiled. I mean, how could we not be? We've had Favre and Rodgers, but. Um, and it, it was a pretty good welcoming for Christian Kirksey, and I think he'll be a good fit. Um, I think he'll fit in well with – he's more of a outgoing, expressive guy kind of like Zadarius is, so I think he'll, he'll fit well in that defense then. But next, uh, we got the signing of offensive tackle to kind of fill in for Brian Dulaga's role. Uh, Rick Wagner, who played recently played for the Lions. Packers inked him up for two years, $11 million. Uh, he'll be that right side. Um, I'm thinking – Packers still go out and draft maybe offense tackle and they have kind of a camp battle there. But Rick Wagner, uh he didn't um, did he play a full season last year, Chunk?
2: You know? I believe he did not. I think he started twelve
0: games. Okay. But Wagner, um, he was a part of that offensive line for the Lions who were solid and then but just got banged up with injuries. He's part of the one with uh, it's like Glass now and Ragnow, and they all have like the same names. It's kind of weird. All G guys. Chase, you like the letter G?
1: Slutter out there. Go Pat, go.
0: There we go. So um there's some <laughs> excitement there. I felt it. <laughs> uh, Rick Wagner. Um, he's gonna anchor that not really anchor, but he'll be the right side. Um the rest of the offensive line looks solid. You got Bakhtiari, um, of course Lindsay, uh, Jenkins, and we've got what's Turner, right? Um, but we let we let Valdier walk. Yeah, you're a big fan of Valier. Um, he played very well in the playoff game and towards the end of the year when he had to fill in for Belaga. Belaga was just riddled with injuries. And we couldn't sign the man. But anyways, Chunk, what do you think about this Rick Wagner signing?
2: No, I don't mind it. Um, like you said, he he played 12 games last year. Belaga, you know, he's been known to be injury prone. He's uh, never missed more than four games in a season. But I think ultimately he'll be a bridge guy. I think we'll draft one this year. And I think if one of those stud tackles in the first rounds, there, I think we will snatch it in the first round. But uh, and he only allowed three sacks in twelve games last year. I mean, Blaga did better than that, but you know, it's something. He can be a bridge guy for us. I like it.
0: Yep, yep. So, kind of going for the middle there, going for veteran presence on the line, um, which all of them are pretty much bets besides Jenkins. But Jenkins really plays like he's a vet, so there's no concern there. I think with anyone about that, but. Next one was kind of later in the free agency period, the signing of wide receiver Devin Funches for one year, $2.5 million. Um, honestly, I loved it. Uh, I think he played one game last year, broke a collarbone, set out the rest of the year, but he was making plays in that game before, um, running good routes. I see a lot of things. On my, I mentioned him in the last podcast, but Andy Herman was tweeting out a lot of things of um, his – not his stats, but his uh, kind of intangibles. And then his camp film, there was a lot of good things to see on him with the way he ran routes, the way he carried himself. Um, He's a tall receiver, big frame for Rodgers in the end zone, but he's injury prone. And the other question is that he drops the ball quite a bit. Um, We lost Geronimo Allison, so he's he's kind of the same. He's kind of a more athletic Geronimo Allison in my opinion. He had great years of production with Carolina. Came into Indy last year. They were hoping to get a good year out of him. Just got hurt, and Indy didn't feel like they needed to pay him. So he's kind of got something to prove. So I think he'll fight for that third spot in the depth chart um, behind Lazard and Adams. But um, obviously with the draft coming up, we can't write in the depth chart at all. But, um, Chunk, what's your take on Funchess here?
2: I'm with you. I I like the signing. Um, If he can stay healthy, he's a really solid player on the field. You Go back to 2017, he played all 16 games. Had 111 targets, uh, almost half of them though were bad throws by Cam Newton. Thank you, but 63 catches, eight touchdowns, 870 wow. yards. I mean,
0: shit, that's pretty good. That much better than our number two last year. So I like it. Yeah, Chase, I think you had the punch, man. This that year, uh, explain in one word how it felt owning him. Tantalizing. <laughs> what <does that>
1: mean? <laughs> You always feel like he could have a big game. So you're coming into Sunday. You have him in that in that flex spot. Maybe the wide receiver two spot if it's a thin week. And it's always tantalizing to play the Funch man. <laughs> I right. Always
0: have a big week. I like the signing too. All right, there you are. Yeah. So Chase is a fan of the signing. Um, took him away from your Colts though. Brought him to your Packers. But um, so that's kind of it's like you're losing a kid, but you're gaining another one. So. They're sweet. Oh. That was dark. (laughs) But um, anyways, I saw a lot of Packers fans hate it. Um, If you read under many tweets, a lot of Packers fans were fucking pissed. I don't know why, what they thought we were going to go after. We can't really afford Robbie Anderson. Carolina paid a shit ton for him. A lot of guys want Gabriel, but I don't know. I see what they're doing. Goody Coons just loves tall receivers, I guess, but um, could have been either or. So next, Blake Martinez. We're going to departures now, key departures. Um, We talked about Jeronimo Allison. He left. uh, I forgot to mention him in the uh, pre-show script here, but Jeronimo Allison left to the Lions. Um, I don't think anyone's really going to miss him that much. He was kind of always on the cusp of being the player we wanted him to be, but never quite there. dropped key passes, but I, I couldn't help but notice he would make some great catches when he needed to in clutch time. Um, one that sticks out is a couple of years ago against the Bengals in overtime. I um, made a guy miss and ended up scoring or setting up. Did he set us up for the game winner or did he score the game winner? I have no idea what game you're talking about. Oh, against the Bengals a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Apparently I'm chatting with myself. But, anyways, Chunk, what did you think about the. Um, I, Dr- I might have cut out there if you were to me. What's
2: that? I might have cut out there if you were talking to me.
0: Okay. But, uh, what did you think of the Johnny Allison uh departure?
2: I didn't think it was the right idea. There's no way you can keep him around. I think he was a little shook uh from last year. He got left out to dry a couple times by Rogers. Yeah. So I think he's a little scared. And I, I don't know. He's in the wrong situation. I kind of feel bad for
0: the guy. Skinnier guy, not a lot of muscle on him. So but anyways, um, I just thought I'd throw that in there before we kind of move on to the bigger guys as Blake Martinez leaves. Um, to the Giants for a three-year, thirty million dollar—that's that's a bag. Um, I'm happy that we got Kirksey compared to him, but Martinez, love him or hate him, he he put his all out there for us. Um, didn't get hurt that much. Uh, had a, had a high motor. He just didn't seem right. Like he knew what to do in pass coverage. He'd meet guys too late in the hole or be there just to be to the quarterback just a half second too late. Um, he was he was good veteran guy to have on the team. Um, good leadership, good locker room guy. But any other than that, um we just could didn't want to pay him that much money for a guy they can't really cover in the passing game. But Chunk uh I should take it away here on Blake Martinez.
2: I uh, I'm glad he's you know I'm glad he's gone. I thank his time in Green Bay. He was a solid guy for a fourth round pick too. Didn't have a lot of praise coming out of Stanford. So you know and he's top three in tackles the last two years. He yeah, he did give it his all but we did upgrade with Kirksey,
0: so I, I'm
2: yeah. happy he's Yeah.
0: But, I mean, I thought he worked out as a draft pick. Uh, what was he, like a third or fourth? Pick? He was a later on. Yeah. Fourth so he worked out as a good investment. One of Teddy T's last draft, I think it was that 2015 draft where we don't have anyone left, really. Is that the Randall draft? Sounds right. Yeah. But um, good guy. That's all I got to say, I guess. Tonight. But. <laughs> Next, we have um, the leaping tight end himself, Jimmy Graham. uh, Signs to the Bears, two years, $16 million, nine mil guaranteed. Um, Jimmy was always that guy that teams just want him to be what he was for the Saints. And that was a pass catcher leaping just over everyone, uh, making catches, having just insane God-given talent displayed. But... He went to the Seahawks. They tried to make him into a blocker. Then he went to us, and we, we honestly tried to make him into a blocker, which I thought part of it was kind of our fault, trying to run, run him into many blocking schemes. Um, a lot of it was on the fly audible stuff by Rodgers, but he just he doesn't have the drive to block. He doesn't have, He's not physical enough to block. He's physical when he goes up and gets the ball, don't get me wrong, but he's just not a guy that will go out there and hustle his tail off for us to get a six, seven-yard run. But um, anyways, was a big body in the end zone. Um, had a nice touchdown in Spares last year, week one. Uh, Chunk, what do you think about this departure? <laughs> the right, Chunk, Chunk must have froze or
3: something.
0: <laughs> right, we're having technical difficulties.
1: Well, let me tell you, this is a guy who I wanted to succeed. For anybody who plays fantasy football, the year that Jimmy Graham came to the Packers, I took him in the fifth round. <laughs> and when I made that selection, I thought this guy was going to be Gronk 2.0 for the Packers.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, I feel that.
1: And the whole room just an audible gasp. And one guy actually goes, Jimmy Graham? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that one. Like, hey, that was a nice feeling for you. We're on the fly here. Still working on our technical difficulties. Trunk left the chat, so we don't know if we'll see him back in the episode so, if you come to this episode for Chunk, I'm sorry. This is probably where you could stop listening. That's but, in the chat for Chunk. Um, I wonder if you'll give me a text here. I'm not sure. <laughs> he kind of, like, I thought he just slumped over, but he...
1: He's having a stroke, honestly. <laughs> I looked down. So, we're on Zoom, and I looked down to his square, and he's just dead face staring, <laughs> like, into the camera. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, Chunk...
0: I've got a Snapchat. What does it say? It says, holy fuck. It's just. <laughs> Maybe <laughs>
3: it's <even> a stroke. <laughs> All right, Pete Chunk.
0: Chase, you know a lot about Brian Bulaga, then? Brian Bulaga, Iowa. So Bulaga Went to the Chargers Five years $33.75 million deal That's a bag Um, Probably We definitely couldn't afford him We would love to have him back Great anchor on that right side of the line Um, Great player for us Shut down Cleo Mack twice last year Did not allow a lot of sacks Um, Played a health Overall pretty healthy year until a playoff time came And just kind of Took off from there. But, anyways, Brian Bulaga. Brian Bulaga, Iowa. Um, We're going to miss you in those Sunday Night Football inserts. But, anyways, oh, Chunk might be back. as I just admitted him. So, Chase, do you have any more on Brian Bulaga? Sorry, I'm just kind of sorry to the folks out there. I'm trying to get Chunk back. There he is. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Chunk, what happened there? Chunk, what happened there? Oh, my God. I don't know. I got booted. (laughs) Give the the folks uh, your uh, thought process when that happened.
2: I was chatting about Jimmy Graham, and I'm not sure how much or if anything (laughs) you guys got about Jimmy Graham, but then I just kind of blacked out. I don't know what
0: happened.
2: He did have a stroke.
0: (laughs) Chunk, one thing I will have to say is stop. Uh, rocking back and forth with the the audio cuts in and out. But other
3: than that, very fidgety guy
0: myself. So. <laughs> no, that's fine. We got to find you a table. But me and Chase are just going off about Brian Bulaga. I gave my sense. Chase gave his. Uh, what do you think about Brian Bulaga leaving to the Chargers? I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss that guy.
2: You know, he's one of those guys like T.J. Lang and Josh Sitton will always love, him, no matter where they went. Yep. Um He's gonna he's gonna play a big role for that Chargers team. I think he'll impact them. I'm gonna miss that guy. But we just couldn't afford afford
0: them. Yep. Yep. So that was that was kind of the watered down version of what we said, yeah. Um so Brian Bulaga will miss. Definitely. Brian Bulaga, Iowa. Trunk, you got any hot tates for hot, hot tates. I said hot taters. Is that where we're going here? Hot takes for the uh Packers in the future here, free agency wise or depth chart wise or draft wise. You got anything hot so you have to knee-jerk knee reaction? Let's hear it. I got, I got something. I got something. Right now. Um, uh, we will land either OBJ
2: or Jarvis Landry on draft night. You're here your first. Ooh.
0: Oh, I shit. I love
2: yeah. that. Yep. yep. <laughs> I love Chase, that.
0: What, Chase, what do we rate that uh,
1: take? Then? That is amazing. <laughs> Eight and a half tamales. <laughs> so, there you go.
0: So Jarvis Landry or OBJ, you heard it from Chunk. If it happens, he broke the news. Um, I like that. But switching gears, back to the NBA season ending. I kind of want to go through this again so we're not just an NFL podcast here as we're kind of making it out to be. But that's the only thing that's really on because um, I swear to God, if I see another person call their dog their coworker on Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or something, I'm going to lose it. I don't know about you boys, but I've seen – that's the most watered-down joke I've seen in the last few days here. I am
3: <laughs>
0: you, you said that?
1: I've done that a couple times. Got a, got a couple chuckles on that one.
0: Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> anyways, um, a lot of people are saying we're going to have a great stories to tell our grandkids about this time, but I'm literally going to be like 80 years old and be like, yeah, back in the summer of 2020 was the craziest few months of my life. I was just so horny all the time. So much time <laughs> on my hands. <laughs> but anyways, um, that's, that was kind of our Packers segment there. Uh, so we'll break into Chase's uh, prime time here. Chase, take us away with our next sed- segment. Yeah, one of the new segments, new segments that we'll come back to from time to time is
1: called Rate the Take. So it's going to be kind of a hot and cold meter. I'm going to read off a take from yeah, Twitter, spell and it for, Twitter. Spell it for him real quick. Rate, R-A-T as in <laughs> Theodore E. So I'm going to read a take from either (laughs) Twitter, the internet, whatever. You guys just give me your knee-jerk reaction and what we're thinking. So the first one here is uh, from Pat McAfee. Um, He just put out a video uh, about Amari Cooper, and then some guy just comes out of nowhere, quote tweets it, and says the following.
3: I love that
1: Uh, His name is Kevin McGran, at Kevin underscore McGran. (laughs) Kevin says... I love that the NFL coverage is basically totally, totally oblivious to COVID-19, dot, dot, dot. If the NFL is NFL. forced to delay the start of the season, the more, American, more, more Americans will win. win. More Americans will win. Hey, Kevin, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kevin's basically uh, saying that the NFL is being insensitive to the whole situation that's going on now, and the fact that people are still talking about the NFL – is a little bit yes. ridiculous, and all attention should go to COVID-19 and the pandemic. Yeah.
0: What
1: do you guys think of
0: that one? I think I looked at it a little, little bit. bit I, saw really I, saw I saw this tweet. I think he, was like, he a, was like a Toronto Maple Leafs like beat writer or something. Uh, he must be salty that hockey's not playing. Whatever. Can't Canadian guy, so he wouldn't understand uh, the NFL and business that it is. But honestly, Kevin, yeah, shut the fuck up because this is. <laughs> Our time, we have so much time on our hands. What the hell? Are we all just going to sit here and um, lick our wounds about COVID-19? No, we're going to drink beers, get three guys in the basement together, and talk about it on a podcast. We're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to go on everything. So, yeah, make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just think that Kevin's being a total jerk. Um, Definitely a guy you don't want to hang out with at a party. Definitely a guy that – if that if I met the love of my life and that was her dad, I would shoot my brains out. That would be awful. Anyways, don't, don't do again. You got any thoughts on that one, Chunk?
2: I I also want to just punch Kevin in the face. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like it's a good distraction to keep people's minds off this. You know, I don't know. It it's a good pastime too. I, I like to go back and watch football videos. So shut the fuck up, Kevin. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck you, Kevin. Yeah.
1: All right, switching gears a little bit. This is kind of a broad topic, but on ESPN, they're replaying all the the old playoff games Um, either yesterday or the day before they had the old Celtics Big Three championship on there. So we got a tweet here from Anthony Doyle, at Anthony S.M. Doyle. Anthony says, just a reminder that Kyle Lowry has the same number of rings as the Celtics Big Three that won't shut up. Someone replies to this. Raptors win that tainted-ass ring, and their fans start getting cocky. Katie and Clay legit had to die on the court. Jesus.
3: Anthony (laughs) replies,
1: ain't no such thing as a tainted ring, just rings, except maybe the Houston Astros. So I want to get your guys' thoughts kind of in the big grand scheme of things on if a ring can be tainted, obviously with the exception of the Houston Astros for cheating, um, but if a ring can be tainted or if rings truly are just rings. Cam, you can leave this one off.
0: All right. Um, I would have to say, this is tough. I won't say the word tainted really, but I think it's probably the same thing, but I think some rings way more than other rings, in my opinion, especially in the NBA. NFL is a different kind of thing. People get hot. Um, NBA is usually earned. Um, like Dirk's ring against the Miami Heat big three, I think that is probably the most heavily weighed weighted ring that should be out there. Um because he was playing with guys like Jason Terry. Is JJ Barrera, Bray on that team, Chase? What team? The Mavericks team that beat the Heat. Yes.
1: Yeah. Shot down LeBron.
0: Yeah. Guys like that and they took off, took down LeBron in his prime, D Wade still in his prime, Brosh in in his prime before all the long incidents. I don't know what happened here. We should we should protect Chris ba- Bosch from uh COVID 19. Where is that guy? He's got
1: lung issues, doesn't he?
0: He's got something. But we should be protecting
1: him. Put him in a glass box like on you.
0: Yeah. But anyways, um that ring will always mean more to me. Um obviously the Warriors rings don't weigh as much. I think they're whatever, three rings equal up to that one ring, in my opinion. Um LeBron's ring with the Cavs, of course, will always mean more because of who he had against the team that he played, probably the best team of all time. Um, that's basically basketball. Baseball, it's yeah, I, don't, I don't really know. I know it's a good amount of baseball, but I just don't think that there's really team wins the World Series. It gets a couple coverage days of coverage of on ESPN, then we move on. But anyways, chunk. I'll let you take this over.
2: I think you. I think you nailed it. I really do. Um, Houston's ring is definitely tainted. Um, fucking cheating bitches. But uh. I think baseball is the hardest earned to win. I will say that. That is true. Um, but other than that, I think you hit it on the head. The Warriors, fuck Kevin Durant. You know, I agree that that's tainted. But, yeah, I think most are earned, but you get those few like the Astros. I hate it.
1: Totally agree with both of you guys. I think most of the old head old heads will always say rings are rings. Uh, it's always earned. But some rings are easier. Some rings are harder. Um. Transitioning now, uh, our third take, Michael Irvin on Twitter, uh, the Cowboys great Michael Irvin says, since I am not a beer drinker, maybe it's just me, but I believe that Corona beer should not be running their commercials at this time. Sorry, I don't want to hear how a Corona gets its lime while the Corona virus is getting its lives. Just absolutely. Come on, Michael, maybe good intentions, but Kind of a good joke. If it's a joke, I don't know really where this is coming from. But
2: Eric, what are your thoughts on this one? There's no way that was a joke. That guy is a fucking moron. And like, if you've ever listened to this guy on NFL Network, you'd know it. He just, what a fucking moron. And Corona Beer is actually trying every percent or whatever of sale they get, they donate to the research for COVID-19. So I think it's a good thing that they're running ads. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yep. That's pretty cool. Honor for Cures or Cure for Corona whatever it is. <laughs> That's you too.
0: Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Chunk. I see where Michael's coming from. Um, Say. Wow. <laughs> picture this. Wow. Your grandma gets murdered or gets. Uh, Just murdered by COVID. <laughs> no, <not murder. laughs> Your grandma gets brutally murdered by a tractor. And then all of a sudden you see a commercial the next day for tractor beer. You're going to have some haunting thoughts and be like, fuck, man. My grandma got ran over by a tractor yesterday. You know what I mean? So it's like people see loved ones dying of Corona and they see that word pop up on the screen. It's going to bring back bad things for them in the head. Um, Yeah, some shoot. I'm kind of stretching this out a bit here. But I just think. What's that? You're stretching it big time. Why is that? Who the hell is going to get ran over by a tractor? Dude, it happens. Woodstock. You,
2: know, you hear about animals getting ran over by a tractor, but you don't hear of a fucking
0: person getting ran over by a tractor. Woodstock, it happened. Someone fell asleep under the tractor, and the guy the next morning took it out. <laughs> One of like three lives that died. Another person got stampeded, another person died of drugs. Woodstock? Yeah. Like the, the big music yeah. festival back in the day? Yeah, for people that don't know, Woodstock was in New York and. 60s 70s during the hippie time era and uh was basically ran on a big farm like not even like a concert venue or anything and there's like thousands and thousands of people crazy that's kind of where the saying goes uh where you have Woodstock, whatever i don't even know if that's the saying but a few people died from that one person got ran over by a tractor so it does happen um we got on to a whole different segment here chase take it away where you're going next
1: all right so for our uh I mean, just to kind of add on to that, you probably deserve to die if you're going to sleep underneath a tractor. Thank you. Putting your head near massive blades. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Last take here is Jay Williams. Now, I I normally, I really like Jay Williams. I think he's super uh, sophisticated in the way he talks. He usually is always right on the head with everything. Um, Here, maybe he's just ahead of all of us. Um, But I'm not sure about this one. It's kind of a lengthy quote. Um, but Jay says, maybe if you can take two of those massive, he's talking about the NBA playoffs. Maybe if you can take two of those massive cruise ships and there's testing before everybody goes on the ship, you allow the player and their immediate family being that wife or their kids are allowed to go with them. You have an Eastern Conference cruise ship and you have a Western Conference cruise ship. So NBA playoffs being played on cruise ships, Jay Williams thinks the move is. You never really go to shore. You stay out on the cruise ships. You build two courts on those cruise ships. Team members and their family members could be isolated to a degree for that span. If that's 40 days, whatever it may be. You go right into the playoffs, maybe give a week for each team to prepare, but you go right into the Eastern Conference and Western Conference fi- finals, and then you have the championship game on the cruise ship. Right away, some things come to mind. Um, basketball on a cruise ship. I know they kind of did that with college. I don't I know they always had complications with that. Um, Players can't leave after they lose, or do they have to stay there and watch the rest of the tournament? How does that work? Someone gets hurt and needs, like, big medical attention. How does that work? But then all in all, we're all seeking entertainment right now, and innovation is kind of where America builds its brand and what we need at this time. Um, So I'm kind of all over the board with this one. Uh, Cam, what do you think?
0: I'm very in the middle. I agree yeah I remember when Michigan State and I think it was North Carolina played on a cruise ship a few years back for that just kind of something for the military I don't know um but it kind of makes it out to be that these players are just here for our entertainment yeah they get paid a lot of money like they could do it but I feel like they would have to implement like bonuses and stuff for making these players go out on a cruise ship for a few weeks and do this like I mean, you never know if a guy sick, gets seasick easily, just terrified of the ocean or something. I mean, I just read a thing the other day that LeBron saved Melo's life in the ocean, actually. So you don't know if some of these guys are scarred from things like that. But uh, anyways, um, I like the I like where he's coming from. He's trying to be innovative. He's trying to get us back in sports. He's trying to bring back the NBA. Um, so our beloved Milwaukee Bucks can win, but. I feel like basketball would be played. different. Would it be like outside, or is there like a huge gym inside? Um, I feel like your equilibrium's off a little bit. I'm not a huge science guy. I'm a, I'm a talker and I'm an accountant. So, Dunk, um, <laughs> go to you.
2: I I I don't like it at all. I, props to Jay Williams for thinking of a an idea, but it's it, frankly it's stupid. Those aircraft carrier games that colleges played on were awful. The shooting was way worse. It, it, everything was just off about it. So I think it'd be a terrible, and honestly, it feels like slavery—bringing these people over on a ship, fucking. Maybe we shouldn't pull that. I don't know, but it—that's what it feels like to me. White guys getting rich off these guys playing basketball. Sorry, <laughs> I went there. I mean, both of you guys kind of hit it on the head in different ways that
1: this is all at the at the athlete's expense and all for the all for the for the normal date, which it always is for the viewer. But I mean, this this seems a little little far. I think what they're doing and just canceling the season. Maybe that's the maybe that's the way to go. So um yeah, that's rate to take. We'll probably bring this one back from time to time. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on some on some crazy takes out there.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Chase. Um
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um next we go to shout outs. All right, I gotta get myself together here. All right, next we go to shout-outs. Let's get – what if we uh, pulled up some – Eric, tell them about your weekend. How was your weekend? Uh, Weekend was good. I recently picked up a new hobby. Tell Uh, them about it. I've
2: I've been going fishing a lot lately. And right now, perch are spawning. They're laying lots of eggs, having lots of sex out there. And uh, so it's a good time to catch perch, and I've been just slabbing them, bringing them in, catching some slabs. And have a nice fish fry with them soon. There you go.
0: How uh, how do they taste? Oh, uh,
2: all panfish are good. Perch, bluegill, sunfish. I mean, they are great. But perch are probably top of my list. They're
0: great. Yeah. Is, is there anyone that um you kind of want to give a shout out to?
2: Um, I just I'd like to give a shout out to my little brother. You know, for staying up late and listening to the pod. Zach, yep, yep, Ol- there you are,
0: Zachary Olson. All right, so everyone, as you know, we're on to our um, part of the podcast where we get out, out shout-outs.
3: <laughs> um, this
0: time we're going to get a little more sentimental.
3: With it, all
0: so. Put on our sooth jazz voice. Um, first shout-out goes out to standing in at 6 feet 9 inches. This guy's been just loving the pod. One of our first people to post anything on Instagram or anything about us. Kind of got the word out there for us. Uh Drooby, we can't thank you enough. Here's a cheers to Drewby. Everyone get your drinks out. Um Drooby came out, posted right away to go listen to us. Go follow Drewby at uh, Drew Schrader. I think his Twitter name is just at Drewby. Great guy. We'll have on the show soon to talk some bucks and some golf and some tigers. So here's to Drooby. Drewby Next up, Eric just showered him out, but we have Zach Olson, Eric's younger brother. Um, he's kind of getting it in for the, us with uh, the TikTok generation. That does not mean he's sleeping with them. That means that he is giving us uh, some ratings there. So I, I, it doesn't go unnoticed. Zach tweeted at us when he was hammered drunk this weekend. Thank you for doing that, Zach. Um, real brother of Eric. Uh, arguably probably the best softball player out of the Olson brothers. Uh, we'll have to hear Oh, You're going to go there now. We'll have to hear the three of them. But anyways, Zach Olson. Here's uh, next up. We had one Zamolik last weekend, so we have another Austin Zamolik uh, Austin came out, posted this on the Instagram. Let's we'll get him on the show. A uh, very knowledgeable guy. Um, Aaron Rodgers truther, Tom Brady. Just uh, I don't know, what to say disliker, hater. Just he, he, he gets us. He goes off of. Um, stats and facts and that's what we love about him maybe next week can, we can, or next episode we can get Bruce Zamolik on the money man maybe get a little sponsorship from there so here's Austin Zamolik um, next one we got is it chat is it chat uh Matt Hanson as he put us on the story friend of Juby's in Austin, friend of ours friend of the show um, chat, we seen you putting work at the YMCA. We see you shooting. Uh, apparently, killed it at the uh, the alumni tournament, didn't you, or, or Eric?
2: Yeah. Yes. Uh, thanks for giving the name away. Yeah, he uh, and a voice crack. My God, he killed it. He hit uh, some huge shots for us in a, a
0: second round win against. We go. So here's the chat. Next one goes out to another one of our softball teammates, uh, Eric's little brother's friend, a part of the TikTok generation, Sam Cornforth. Corn's uh, got a huge ass, big fro, um, <laughs> loves, this, loves, loves this softball as well. Um, thank you so much, Corn, for giving us a shout out, a little retweet there. We love it. Um, keep telling your friends, spreading it around, spread the word. There we go. And lastly, we have my father, Eric Zimmerman, for giving the retweet. Um, Very active on Twitter. Sees a lot of things before I do. Probably listening to the show right now. Um, He's a good critic, too. He gives us tips and stuff. So love that. I'm I'm under his house right now, so I feel like I have to say good things about him. But um, thanks so much, Dad. Uh, Love you. Cheers.
3: Thanks,
2: Eric.
0: All right. So that was our cheers for episode two of the podcast um episode two went well actually it did not go very well we had we had some (laughs) we had some uh, mistakes there but uh, we'll get that figured out next time um chunk got kicked out for a bit there but uh, other than that um thor came on the podcast had very good had good packer talk had good segments um If you guys like our segments, let us know. If you don't like them, let us know. Um, Let us know tips and ideas for future shows if you want. If you want to be on the show, that's cool too. DM us. Um, You can DM me on Twitter at Cam2IM or just follow me on Instagram at Cam2IM. Uh, (laughs) uh, We'll we'll post more content with Twitter and Instagram coming soon. Uh, We got a lot of things ahead of us. Uh, Our next episode comes on Friday. And our, we have a special episode for Friday, actually, boys. Uh, Chase, tell them what we're doing. I don't know if you can hear that, but I was doing a drum roll with my fingers. <laughs> Friday, we
1: are doing a boys only, which both of these episodes have been boys only, but power hour episode.
0: Oh, ho, ho, there we go.
1: Whoa, power hour. Everyone
0: knows what that is. We're going to so, be getting nice and liquored up during this podcast. So every minute on the minute for the whole hour of the show. So it'll be a little bit longer than previous shows. We will be um, having a shot of beer or anything of our choosing. And we will be trying to keep a show up together while we're getting hammered. Um, We will have Josh Watson on as a guest as he will be talking about his beloved Kansas City Chiefs win uh, for the Super Bowl. That took place a couple months ago. He also won in fantasy football. Guy's just been a winner. So we kind of got to keep him around for some good luck. So, Other than that, thank you so much for listening. we're on Spotify and Anchor. Keep listening. Um, love you guys. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Cheers. Love you guys.
1: Brian Belaga, Iowa. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab
3: some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold dark? And you know the night is always gonna be here anyway Thinking of who's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together make the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so excited Star rockets in flight Afternoon delight Like I always thought of, could not did but you got some data theater-